Changemakers, welcome back to Cause Talk Radio. I'm Allie Murphy with Engage for Good. Giving online no longer happens just on a charity's website. It happens on Facebook, at checkout, on GoFundMe, and a host of other places. One of those, quote, places is on PayPal. PayPal is using the power of its technology and network to grow generosity around the world. In just a moment, I'll be joined by Octai Dogramachi, PayPal's VP of Giving, to talk about what trends are on the horizon in the giving space and how the company is making it easier to give online. We'll also talk about one thing that makes consumers five to six times more likely to give, the seasonality of standard giving seasons and how that, well, went out the window in 2020, how nonprofits can sign up to receive funds through PayPal, the importance of meeting consumers where they hang out, what the data says about consumers who are given a choice of charity at checkout, and PayPal's revamped app, which has centralized their giving features. And with that, let's get started. Hi, Octai, and welcome to Cost Talk Radio. Thank you for having me. Would you start off by giving us a little bit of an introduction into who you are and what you do at PayPal? I am the vice president of PayPal Giving, which means I'm responsible for our giving platform here. Uh, I lead our nonprofit and donation-related solutions uh, around the world, everything we build for either nonprofits and causes and uh, solutions that they're looking for or for individuals that are looking to support their favorite causes and things we can create for them or other businesses that want to create giving opportunities for their customers and uh, ways that we can help them do that. And, you know, through all these things, we move billions of dollars to hundreds of thousands of charities from millions of people around the world. Um, so it's pretty easy to get motivated about what we do here. So, I think everybody that's listening knows what PayPal is. They may not be as familiar with the giving side of it. How does giving ladder up into your larger corporate goals? You know, I described those three types of customers that we're focused on, nonprofits and causes and individuals and these other businesses. If you think about it, that's kind of like a a microcosm of all of PayPal. PayPal is this two-sided network of senders and receivers, and you have these other third parties coming in you know, creating a network effect. And uh, the giving business is exactly that, right? Nonprofits and causes are receivers and donors are senders. And we have these other, you know, businesses coming in, creating the flywheel, making the whole thing go faster. So all that to say, it's, you know, it's not a separate side thing that we do over here. Um, it's built on top of the core PayPal, you know, model. Um, and it's an extension of that for these types of customers. And, you know, we are, uh, our motivation for doing it is is tied to our social innovation goals, right? We are mm-hmm. our it, our interest is what we can do around increasing and diversifying giving, but our belief is that the best way that we can do that is by focusing on you know these types of customers and meeting their needs and what we can do to uh, to extend PayPal's technology and tools and use, you know, the assets that we have to meet these types of customer needs. We'll do more to increase giving than anything else we could possibly do. I knew that in 2020, if I'm getting my numbers right, you helped more than 50 million people contribute about $17 billion to good causes. That's a lot. Yeah, uh, that is a lot. 
And um, so it, it feels good. But, tw- you know, 2020 was quite a year. It's been mm-hmm. quite a year, you know, since then. It's been an interesting year for giving overall. You know, a huge chunk of giving goes through PayPal, but it's just an extension of the overall industry and what we've seen. And it's, I think, a reflection of some of the themes of, you know, what we've all been experiencing since the pandemic and with the racial justice movement since then and things like that. Some of the themes have been around generosity and people helping each other and people helping people. And uh, at the same time, so, you know, there's just been a tremendous outpouring of generosity, but at the same time, um, it's because there's been a tremendous amount of need. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's good to get excited about it, but it's also, you know, tempered a little (laughs) bit by um, there's been all this generosity because there's all this need for it. And so it's really affected what we've seen in the giving industry overall. Those kinds of numbers that you mentioned are just a, a reflection, I think, of those trends. So let's talk about trends a little bit. You mentioned generosity, but what other trends have you seen in this space over the past, we'll call it 18 months? Last year, starting through last year, was a you know, we saw different trends. We saw different types of ups and downs at different moments in the year than we normally mm-hmm. see. There's usually a lot of seasonality in giving um, that can be uh, similar from, you know, from moment to moment, month to month over the years. But last year was, uh, as, as everyone already knows, a year like no other. So we saw, you know, ups and downs with the start of the pandemic and then the recovery afterwards and, and um, people... Uh, immediately coming in after, you know, the, the first lockdowns in the U.S. to start um, respond to organizations that were in need and help with, you know, a, a big outpouring of fundraising efforts that were organized around that. And then that led into uh, the, uh, with the murder of George Floyd, the um, the racial justice movements that we saw after that. And that was, you know, created another um unexpected spike in giving that um right. that kind of defied regular seasonality and then so you know last year was was um different and this year is starting to revert a little bit more to the regular types of seasonality that you'd see in the years prior to 2020 but just starting at an elevated level where you know okay. the increases that we saw in 2020 didn't just disappear afterwards. We started at that elevated level, and now we're seeing kind of the regular continuing that direction. Well, yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you think will be different going forward? I know we're we're kind of trending back towards the seasonality that you mentioned, but do you think there's anything that'll stay around that maybe wasn't there before? You know, one of the 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 trends, and this was here before the pandemic, but certainly increasingly, um, I mentioned people helping people and you know, that type of crowdfunding and giving to individuals, people giving to um, businesses that were asking for help and asking for donations to stay afloat. That was just something that, you know, was right. new to us, not something that we really experienced before the pandemic. Um, so we'd already, there was already that trend, but, uh, you know, the outpouring of that type of generosity and that type of activity and peer-to-peer donations inspired us to introduce the generosity network um, on on PayPal, which is a way for customers to create their own fundraisers inside their PayPal accounts um, for themselves or for others in need. So I think that is something that was already starting, but was really accelerated by uh, the last 18 months and probably something that's not going away. 
So one of my questions was going to be, what are some of the ways that consumers can give back with PayPal? And I'm guessing one of those is the generosity network that you just mentioned. Is that right? That's right. And it's, but what we're doing with the generosity network is, is part of a broader effort, you know, integrated inside uh, the PayPal account and what you can do inside your PayPal digital wallet. So we're not trying to do like a standalone, you know, create a, uh, a crowdfunding destination. What's really powerful, I think, about what we're doing is building giving into um, the you know existing ways that people use PayPal in a really integrated way like that. So the generosity network is part of um, a broader effort inside the new PayPal app, which is you know an all-in-one personalized app that that gives customers the best place to manage their financial lives and. One of the things that you do with your financial lives is give to to causes that you care about. And so making this an extension of what you do inside of there, um, you know, feels really good. As far as other ways to give, you know, similarly, you can say uh, we've done something around uh, being able to give a checkout when you're checking out at a retailer Mm -hmm. um, at one of the millions of retailers around the world that offer PayPal to check out. uh, customers have the option to add a dollar donation to a charity for completing their purchase. And you can set your favorite charity inside your PayPal account to uh-huh. ensure that that's the charity that shows up for you when you're when you're shopping or otherwise PayPal will suggest a relevant charity. But those types of integrated um, giving options are ones that people might be less familiar with. Aside from, you know, the other ways to give with PayPal is just visit your favorite charity site and odds are that you'll find PayPal right. as an option there to support them. Those are some of the ways. And then just lastly, I would add, um, with those other businesses that we partner with as well, like if you uh, uh, go to GoFundMe and enable and, and try and support a certified charity campaign on there, PayPal is the way that, uh, that you can do that. Some of our other partners and you know, partnerships with other businesses like Uber, um, we're, we're offering interesting giving options within there. Um, so, you know, giving all over the internet, that's, uh, that's where we're, um, where we're aiming. You're meeting your customers where they're at. You said something mm-hmm. that piqued my curiosity. So one of the things you said is that at retail checkout, you those that check out with PayPal can choose a charity that they want to donate to. So that's pretty different from, if I go to a grocery store right now, for example, and they say, would you like to round up? Would you make a, like to make a donation to X, whoever they've partnered with? Have you, do you have any feedback from consumers that they like this model of being able to choose for themselves with charity versus having one that's predetermined? Yeah, we have, we have feedback from customers we talked to as we were building this saying that's what excited mm-hmm. them the most about being able to do this. And then, okay. um, you know, the data tells us that too, when we look at, uh, buyers who've told us their favorite charities versus times and we're trying to guess the most relevant charity, um, you know, the five or six times more likely to give if, they've, uh, if their favorite charity is the one showing up inside of there. Five or six times. That's a pretty big number. Yeah. Let's dive into consumers, customers a little bit more. Do you see Gen Z and millennial giving differently than older generations? And are there differences here that listeners should be aware of? One of the trends overall in the internet that's driving activity on the internet is around um, both, you know, uh, mobile giving and then, mm-hmm. you know, that point that you said also around meeting uh, meeting customers where they are. 
on the internet already. I think that it just, it leads to a trend that you see overall where it, it, it wasn't that long ago where you wanted to give on the internet, you end up, you go to a charity's website and you look to give them there. But increasingly seeing these types of integrated, you know, giving options wherever you are um, is now, I think, uh, driven really by that, that those types of demographics and where those people are and trying to meet their, their needs because businesses are looking for ways to, um, you know, support their customers who want to support causes that they care about. And right. so, um, you know, it's responsive, I think, to the, the growth of that demographic and businesses looking for ways to find relevant things to engage our customers. So we've talked about ways that consumers are giving. What about you personally? What are your favorite ways to give with PayPal? I love going to the causes that I care about. I can talk mm-hmm. about those and, and just using PayPal to support them. But I really do like that give a checkout option that I described and like what we're seeing with that as well. Because I think it's a, it's a really powerful way for us to be able to add new dollars to the social sector by you know meeting customers when their wallets are already out and giving them a way to mm-hmm. do that. And, and one of the things, we've done some really interesting partnerships around this, working with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Stanford University to research the activity going on in here. Right. Um, so we've been really diligent about learning what are what what's happening and, and the usage of this. One of the things that you might worry about if you thought about this a lot is, you know, what is the real um, impact of this type of donation to checkout? Does it is it possible that it, um, you know, while I say it increases giving, it's maybe new dollars. What if it replaces giving that might have happened otherwise at a lower amount? It has like a net negative effect. If we learned that mm-hmm. and we saw that, we would be you know, that would be terrible. We'd want to immediately stop that and replace it with other things that are actually increasing giving because that's our goal. So we studied that to see what was happening. And the, um, those groups um, published uh, some of that research recently. And um, we were excited to see actually the opposite of that, is that when people give a checkout, actually it, um, it increases their likelihood to give more in the amount that they give afterwards um, in other settings as well. It's not just... At checkout, you're saying that those who give at checkout are then more likely to give in other places throughout the year. That's what we found. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So, that's pretty neat. So that that you know that's one of my favorite things that we've done. I feel like it's doing something really that's helping to to you know achieve that mission, that vision of increasing giving. So one of the things that I'm sure a lot of our nonprofit listeners are curious about is how can charities get enrolled to receive funds through PayPal. You know, the easiest thing they do is go and create a PayPal account, um, like hundreds of thousands of them have done already. Uh, but you go in and you create a PayPal account, a charity account, and then you um, go through the confirmation process to confirm that you are a registered charity and the, um, the due diligence process that we have around that. Uh, then, you know, you can use your PayPal account to accept donations and do whatever you want to do on your site. We'll also automatically enroll you in the PayPal Giving Fund, which mm-hmm. is the, the donor advised fund platform that we use to facilitate some of those other types of giving programs where, you know, a business may be fundraising on behalf of the charity and trying to create new giving opportunities for the charity. Businesses like GoFundMe and Uber that I mentioned before, that's how we do it. Also inside the PayPal app when we're fundraising for a charity um, and we're taking the action to try and prompt the giving opportunity. We do that facilitating that through the PayPal giving fund. 
And when you talk about the giving fund a little bit more, when you're talking about the GoFundMe or the Uber, are those organizations picking which charities they want to give to, or are you facilitating those connections? Well, it, it, it depends. I mean, the, our whole approach is about uh, charity choice and letting our customers support the organizations that they want to support. And so what we do on PayPal is, is that way. What GoFundMe is that way also. GoFundMe wants mm-hmm. to let fundraisers create a, a, a fundraiser campaign for any cause they care about. The things that we've done with, with Uber, for example, have been more specific to causes that they were working on. Like earlier in the year, um, we worked with them uh, on a vaccine access fund where we were fundraising okay. to, um, to a, you know, a specific issue area about letting people um, fund uh, dollars into a pool of money that was used to, to get people um, in underserved areas to um, be able to get um, access to vaccinations from the pandemic. So pivoting a little bit, we've talked about meeting consumers where they're at or when their wallets are already open. How can you make giving, and maybe that's one answer, but how can you make giving online easier for people? Have you gleaned any best practices from your experience or your wealth of data? As, as you sensed, I think that that is our philosophy, is trying to meet them where they are and trying to understand um, where uh you know, giving is taking place in, in places that you might not have expected before, whether it's a new destination like GoFundMe or like Facebook as well, right. where, you know, Facebook has turned into a huge uh, crowdfunding platform as well. But commerce platforms also see the same type of thing. Commerce platforms that are, you know, whether it's a retailer or a marketplace uh, like eBay that is trying to enable, you know, commerce transactions on their platform. They understand cost marketing too, and understand that buyers are more likely to um, to buy an item that they're looking for if they see that it's going to benefit a cause. And right. so we see, we see lots of that type of activity that we enable also. Um, and we see uh, either you know times when the, the seller or the retailer or the business is adding a donation to uh, to a, a transaction. Um, or that type of customer donation that give a checkout is, is built around. We see that type of activity too. Got it. And a, another question that's a little bit tangential to what we've been talking about, but recently we've shared quite a bit of content and engaged for good around disaster. So I had Alex Diaz of Google.org on the podcast. We had a webinar around disaster relief. Do you do any work in this area? Yeah. Uh, I mean, disaster is, is one of those um, seasonality defining, uh, defying uh, <laughs> yes. moments, right? Where all of a sudden you have a new spike. Um, and it's been a huge part of what we've been doing, what I've been doing at PayPal and before, um, you know, we were just reflecting back on some of the first ones that we were supporting back in, uh, when I started working with PayPal and eBay back with like Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a responsive plan to be able to react immediately when you're responding to a disaster is, um, you know, the key because that's when people are most likely to um, to look for a way that they can help to something that they're they're hearing about. And so uh, you have to be ready, and you have to have things that you can turn on, uh, you know, on a Saturday night, um, you know, on a long weekend because you realize that there's a need. Um, and that you want to have capabilities that can help people support a cause that they see something is, is you know, timely and urgent. So we've been doing that, um, you know, for the past uh, 15 years. 
what's interesting now is with some of the things that we're doing with, um, you know, the giving opportunities that are built into the PayPal app, things like give a checkout that we talked about is mm-hmm. we have more, more touch points um, where we can enable that type of responsive giving and kind of rapid response to issues than uh, I think we had tools for in the past. Like in the past, we would, we would create a campaign and email everybody about it and say, hey, you know, you can support uh, this, this relief effort for this disaster. Um, but now with more tools kind of in the toolkit, we can be even more responsive to things that might be localized or personalized. And, you know, everybody's disaster is, is, is actually specific to them. If one person's having an issue in a particular area, um, that's the cause that they care about right now. And so I'm really excited about the um, increased types of tools that we have and how that's helping us evolve um, like our, our approach to rapid response. I think that can make a huge difference. And I also really liked your point about the the importance of planning ahead of time so that when disaster strikes, you're ready to roll out and you're not creating your plan, building the bridges you're trying to walk across it. Yeah. So we are, we've covered some really interesting topics and we are nearing the end of our time. And so one of my favorite things to ask people is, what is your favorite thing about working at PayPal? You know, as, as I t- said earlier, what we're doing is built in on top of core PayPal. So that means that, um, you know, giving is really centralized to what we're doing and we can take advantage of the scale and size of a, of a platform like PayPal to really do something um, powerful and that has a lot more impact for the philanthropic sector. And so, uh, you know, that's what motivates me every day to, to come to work and um, to keep doing this is that, you know, if we can focus on the the customer needs I talked about here and build on top of this mountain of volume that we, that, you know, started organically at PayPal 20 years ago, just nonprofits using PayPal to try and figure out how to get online. But now, mm-hmm. you know, we have this mountain of volume. If you focus on those customers, the nonprofits and the donors and the other businesses, figure out how to meet their needs. And, you know, we, you know, you move the, the needle on whatever you're measuring just a little bit in those areas. You do it at our scale, you're going to increase the size of the philanthropic sector in the world. So it's it's really easy for me to get fired up about what we're doing. Um, I don't know what what I could what else I could do that would that would be a better use of, of my time. So I love what I do. I love asking people that question, seeing whatever they share, and then also our listeners can't see your face, but everyone lights up as they answer it because it's it's unique to them. Yeah. And on that note, as we close out the show, where can people learn more about PayPal online and the work that you're doing if they'd like to do that? Uh, well, the best place I would steer people to right now is the new PayPal app. Um, you know, the PayPal app is has just been released and giving is really central to that right now. So um, download the PayPal app if you don't have it or if you haven't fired up for a little while. Um, go ahead and do that. You'll see that um, giving is a new kind of centralized theme within the app on the dashboard there and there's this um dedicated giving hub inside the payment section um so that's where i'd steer you that sounds great and i will stick that into the show notes which you can find at engageforgood.com well Octai, it was a pleasure to have you thank you for joining me on the podcast thank you ali i enjoyed it pause talk radio is a production of engage for good in partnership with true story fm engineering by pete wright Music this week is by Fast Sounds and Rex Banner. 
If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, we hope you'll consider doing just that for our show. But the best thing you can do to support Cause Talk Radio is simply to share the show with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening.